Welcome to the Holistic Accountant Podcast. I'm Stuart Weems. And I'm Mina Abraham. The aim of this podcast is to demonstrate how valuable tax and business advice is when we take a holistic approach. That is, all tax and business advice that your accountant gives you must be aimed at helping you achieve your business and lifestyle goals. It's not just about saving tax. In this episode, we'd like to talk about how your holistic accountant can help you structure your business so that the business self-funds its future growth. What you generally find is that as your business grows or your sales increase, the cash in bank either plateaus or decreases. You'll find that this is, uh, this is the case due to three main reasons. Um, the first is that you need to invest in the inventories such as stock or raw materials to keep up with demand. So you're carrying more stock than usual. The second is that you need to invest in additional plants or equipment. And the third is that you need to pay for your overheads and expenses before you actually receive any money. That's right, Mina. Um, a, a renowned author called Michael Gerber wrote a fantastic book called The E-Myth, uh, which stands for Entrepreneur, Entrepreneurial Myth. And he talks about um, the, the fact that nothing has killed more school, small businesses than more sales. And, and we often think that you know we, we need to grow our business, we need more sales, more customers, more clients. Um, but what he's saying, uh, mainly because of systems rather than just cash flow or lack of systems, um, uh, but also cash flow can kill a business as well. So, so the answer isn't always just grow, 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 more customers, more customers. We need to think about how we're going to fund that. And uh, there's a mechanism or measure, KPI perhaps, called the cash conversion cycle. And really what it does is measure the difference between the timing of when you have to pay for expenses uh, and that could be raw materials if you're a manufacturer, it could be overheads and uh, staff uh, if you're a professional services provider, but whatever the, the costs are in your business. So when you have to pay for those costs versus when you receive the revenue. And the, um, the goal is to have a negative cash conversion cycle. So that is you get paid well before you need to pay for expenses. Because as you can imagine, if I go and sell a thousand widgets tomorrow and I get paid up front, but I don't have to pay my suppliers for 90 days, for example, uh, I can continue to sell more and more widgets and I'm never going to run out of cash. And a really good example of this, which I uh, mentioned in the last episode, episode three, was when Michael Dell started Dell Computers. He then listed the business and exited it, uh, and it was just a. It ended up being a relatively poorly run listed business. And he bought back in and and became the CEO of Dell Computers again. And so when he did that, their cash conversion cycle was a positive sixty three days which meant that it received revenue 63 days after it had to pay for expenses. You then um, turn into a bank more than a, a, a computer manufacturer because you've got to fund all this growth. You've got to fund, you know, essentially what your customers are buying. You're giving them 63 days of kind of free money, if you like. Anyway, Michael Dell focused on that, really turned it around uh, and ended up turning around to a negative 45 days. And these days, I mean, thanks to the internet partly, but these days if you jump online and buy a Dell computer, uh, you'll have to pay for it as soon as you order it, of course. Uh, the order will go out to a factory, um, but they're not paying uh, their staff and um, their raw materials and components and so forth. They're not paying for them uh, until 40 to 5 days later after you've actually uh, paid them. Uh, so the cash conversion cycle is a is a really important KPI to consider when mapping out your growth plans. Yeah, that's right, sure. It's a great example. 
With the cache conversion cycle, you'll find four elements which have been developed by Gazelles, which is a large USA uh, business coaching group. They, the four elements are sales, production and inventory, delivery and billing. I'll talk about the sales cycle. The sales cycle is all about how you can improve your debtor's turnaround time. The question is, the questions you need to ask yourself is, how and can you get paid up front? Can you get paid in stages or progress payments? Uh, we, we particularly find this common with uh, trades, construction and or professional services. Or can you move clients on a re- reoccurring income, money, um, income model? Speaking firsthand, we have found this model to be significantly helpful in managing your business's cash flow, whilst allowing you to project future cash flows more vividly. The second element to the cash conversion cycle is production and inventory cycle. Now, this is going to be um, this is going to very much depend on the industry and type of business that you're in, uh, and and what you're doing. If you're in a service business, like a professional services business, for example, this isn't really that relevant. Um, but if you're a manufacturer, for example, the things you're going to need to think about is production cycle. So once you get an order, how long does it take you to produce the goods? And is there anything that you can do to sort of shorten that time? Um, uh, in terms of raw materials and using raw materials uh, and not holding too much stock of raw materials, can you use a just-in-time approach and really work on your supply chain to um, reduce the amount of days and the amount of stock that you need to hold and, and therefore the amount of cash it requires uh, to fund that future growth? If we're talking about retail, uh, inventory turnover is an important mechanism. You really want to invest- – inventory is cash and you really need to convert that to cash uh, as quickly as possible – Particularly for a, an apparel business, for example, the the stock turnover um, and inventory turnover in a in a retail business is critical to its profitability. Uh, so the the key thing here is to make sure we understand what your business looks like as a holistic accountant. Pull apart the numbers and find out where are the opportunities to sort of shorten that production inventory cycle uh, and make sure that the that production and holding inventory sucks out as little cash flow as necessary. The third element is the delivery cycle. So with service-based businesses, for example, you need to ask yourself how long does it take to deliver your service and whether you can streamline it. If you can't, we will generally recommend a progressive billing model to improve your cash conversion cycle. This would also be the case for retail-based businesses that require their products to be installed. As you may find that you're paying for your particular materials or products, but you're not getting paid for the actual job until 14 days after it. So that's pushing you into a negative cash conversion cycle. As a retailer, you must consider how delivery impacts your overall profitability for different customer segments. And the fourth element to the cash conversion cycle is the billing and payment cycle. So this is for businesses that don't have the ability to get paid up front uh, and have to wait for payment until after they've delivered their product or service. Uh, So obviously, you want to get paid as soon as possible, hopefully on the same day that you deliver your product and service. But if that's not possible, you certainly want to shorten the time. Um, There's things that you can do, sort of offering discounts for early uh, payment. Make sure you can bill quickly using a a software function. Uh, These days, you can do it from a mobile phone, for example. So if you're on site at a a client or customer's premises, uh, you can issue a bill as soon as you, almost before you leave, if you like. 
um, uh, making sure you've got auto reminders, these sorts of things, so that the um, payments aren't missed. You know, that people don't forget to to make sure they pay your bill uh, on time, uh, and even penalties for for late payments as well. So there's things that you can do to sort of reduce the debtor's amounts on your balance sheet, um, and make sure you get paid for the services and products you've been uh, worked hard to deliver. Uh, reoccurring billing uh, is becoming more popular, and it's a very good uh, strategy. So if you've got customers that spend a certain amount, or at least you can a- ascertain how much they're going to spend over a period of time, uh, well, then you can maybe break that up into a monthly reoccurring billing amount uh, to really spread that cash flow um, evenly uh, over the year. Uh, debtor financing. So if you do find, if you're in an industry where debtors uh, is a common problem, uh, then debtor financing might be a good solution. So that's when um, a, a finance company buys the debtors off you and gives you the cash. Uh, of course, they're not going to do it for free. There's a cost associated with it. But again, if it helps you fund uh, future growth and improves your cash flow, well, you can just hopefully include the cost of that um, in, in the product that you're selling. Um, extend your payment cycle with uh, suppliers. So this is really just about working on your relationships in your supply chain. Um, but if you can, uh, say, uh, offer someone exclusivity in terms of buying those raw materials uh, in return for them giving you longer payment terms, well, that's a way of improving your own uh, business's cash flow. And then when it comes to investing in your business, whether that's plant equipment or whatever it might be, obviously in a low interest rate environment that we're in today, uh, using debt to uh, fund that rather than uh, cash flow is obviously going to uh, be an improvement. But it's really about sitting down with your holistic account, understanding where is this getting stuck and making sure that you're going to get paid uh, for the products and services as soon as you deliver them or at least as quick as possible. Now, there are three other considerations to cash flow management. The first is tax provisioning. So often we find with a lot of small businesses is that they don't really account for any sort of upcoming liabilities, whether it be income tax, POIG or GST. So we generally recommend these businesses transfer an amount each month to to provide for these um, for these taxes. So you never get a distorted picture of what your cash flow really looks like. Many banks actually now offer a high interest bank account with no additional bank charge to assist businesses in provisioning for these taxes. I also strongly recommend you implement a real-time accounting software such as Xero to assist you in estimating these liabilities. If you have the right systems and processes in place, you, you never have to worry about getting caught. Uh, cash flow buffer. You know, it's really important to make sure that you carry enough cash. Um, I think we've certainly learned that through the COVID period that, you know, businesses with strong balance sheets, a lot of cash, low debt, uh, have been able to survive through periods of turmoil and, and sometimes as we're seeing as a result of COVID, for example, uh, that things can occur in your industry or uh, globally that are completely outside of your control and that cash will really help you uh, ride through those periods of time. So uh, we suggest our clients hold at least two months of operating expenses in cash that really just doesn't get touched. It's off to the side. It sits there as a sort of rainy day fund, if you like. Um, but depending on the business that you're in and the, the, the risks to cash flow, uh, you potentially need to hold more than that. Um, you should prepare cash flow budgets and update them quarterly uh, just to, again, make sure that you're not going to get caught out. And if you know you're going through or coming up to a period where cash flow is going to be tighter, 
uh, well, then you can take uh, proactive steps to sort of manage through that uh, rather than getting caught out. And finally, as we tell all our clients, data without analysis isn't actionable. So it's one thing to have real-time data to see how your business is tracking. However, you need to also think about segmenting data by product lines, customers, locations, sales reps, or distribution channels. I know bookkeeping software such as Xero, for example, allows you to set up tracking categories to help you put the numbers behind these drivers. It's very common that 80% of of profitability is driven by 20% of these key drivers. So it's one of the most valuable things your accountant can do for you. So there you go, Mina. As as the saying goes, cash is king and particularly uh, correct with respect to business. So if your holistic accountant can sit down and work out what are the cash cycle drivers and how do we incrementally improve them just once off, but something we need to periodically look at every couple of years. Uh, And if we do that, it not only changes the business's um, financial position, but also its ability to, to generate and stimulate and fund growth. But also it helps the owner, the business owner, um, with their personal financial plans as well. There's nothing you can, if your business isn't producing positive cash flow, it's going to impact uh, you personally. So it's something that, that you really need to sort out. So in the next episode, we're going to talk about pricing. Uh, so that is how do we set prices It's probably a business owner's most important decision, but one that we find that people spend very little time on. Uh, So we're going to sort of unpack how do you attack that pricing approach. So anyway, thanks for listening. This is the fourth episode in the first series. And if you like the podcast, please leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts uh, or or, um, leave a rating. And of course, if you know any family, friends or colleagues that would get some value out of listening, uh, please share it. Because if there's enough interest in this first season, of course, it will encourage Mina and I to record subsequent seasons. Thanks very much, Mina. Thanks, Stuart. Thanks, guys. Until next time, bye for now.